Blog Talk Radio. I've been looking forward to this one all night. And he can make the tag, and he does in this time. The ref sees it, and McBride is in the ring, and he's going to work. Referee has lost total control of this match. He just caught him. That's it. Power driver covers him. Two count. Three, and it's over. to the 101st episode of the Joe Allen Show. That's right, we're blasting off tonight into the next 100. Did our signature 100 episode last uh, Sunday, uh, a little bit more than a week ago, about a week and a half ago, uh, actually live down in Evans, Georgia. Uh, Barry Bull and myself together in the same facility. And I'm going to bring him on right now. Barry, welcome to the... Next era of the Joe the Joe Allen Show. Welcome to the main event. Oh, brother, Michael Buffer. Gonna bring in Barry Bull this week. Hey, Jim. Hey, y'all ready for this? Guess what, man? It's our first episode after our 100th episode. So that means we're starting on the first episode leading up to our 200th episode. Can you believe it? We're at 101 already. That's awesome. Man, that's got me pumped up. Y'all ready for this? 101st episode. I can't believe it's already here. Yeah. 30 minute show, man. Just killing me. Well, well, I could play that 30 wait. times if you want me to. <laughs> Way to make an entrance here on our 101st episode. Can you believe we made we made it 100 episodes? Hey, when we had our first episode, I didn't have to shave. In fact, I was not even old enough to be able to shave. <laughs> I mean, it only took us, what, about 60 years? Well, you keep mentioning how long it took us to get to 100. What are you trying to do? Kill the ratings? Come on. Give us a break. No, I'm trying no, to boost ratings because... Because, you know, if it took us this long to get to 100, imagine how long it's going to take us to get to 200. And that'll really get the ratings up. 
Well, there for a while, we only did one episode a month. And then we went off the air for a period of time because you couldn't get your schedule in line. Now, I didn't really want to do it by myself. I tried it, but I didn't like it. But uh, So it's your fault, ultimately, as it is just about everything on here that goes wrong. But um, anyway, boy, we got a, a show tonight packed with a few things. Uh, you know, it's hard to believe um, SummerSlam come and gone and is old news you know it's one of the things i hate about the times that we're in but it is what it is you can't stop you know the way things are you have the internet you have 50 wrestling shows a week or you know i was i was a little bit of an exaggeration but you know what i mean um but uh we recapped the show last week live uh just as uh, we were coming on the air just as brock lesnar had won uh, his match to successfully defend the Universal Championship. And uh, a lot of people, I know in our PCW group online, Prediction Championship Wrestling, where we predict the outcomes of these WWE pay-per-views, every pay-per-view. Fans, if you want to get in on that, you can. Just message me on Facebook. I'll tell you how about how you can get in. But we, every WWE pay-per-view, and we keep rankings and uh, – it's a lot of fun. Some of the guys get on the group there and develop storylines, and we put little matches together. You know, say say it's me against Barry. It's it's how many I got correct versus how many he got correct, and the person that got the most correct wins the match. And we we have a lot of fun with it. So that's prediction championship wrestling. That's PCW. So if you want to join, if you want to get in on that, you can. It's no cost. Um, but there is coming up an opportunity to invest in PCW where we're going to be giving away some pretty cool prizes for those that are um, doing a premium membership. And be like, Barry, I've I've tossed around how much it would be, but, you know, for us to, you know, we probably need $25 a month from everybody, and we can uh, give away replica belts, and we can give away um, gift certificates to WWE Shop. And different things like that's going to be really cool, I believe. I think the members are really now, now to clarify that twenty five dollars a year, right? Because if it's twenty five dollars a month, I'm going to have to get a third job. Well, if I said twenty five dollars a month, I did mistake, and that is, I did mean twenty five dollars a year membership. So thanks for the correction. But um, before we get too far into our show, I wanted to just briefly mention. Uh, What's on most of our hearts over middle of the country, out west over there, Texas and Louisiana with the flooding and Houston. And I've got a good friend of mine that's a pastor over there in Katy, uh, Texas, just east of Houston, and talked with him yesterday. And uh, he said it's quite a sight, flooding all around them. He happens to be one of the more blessed people that didn't, house didn't get flooded and things like that, but... uh, he said it is devastating to the area, and you know you've seen the news, you've seen the pictures, you've seen the helicopter videos flying over the city and seeing all the devastation, and we haven't even begun to see the devastation that lies underneath the water when it all subsides and goes away. So definitely got our hearts and prayers with those folks over there, and um, man, that's that's tough, you know. I know the people of Louisiana remember Katrina, 
uh, when it came through. And I was living in Pensacola, Florida when Hurricane Ivan came through in 2004. And uh, as was, those things are devastating. I mean, knocking out power, you know, people lined up for gas for miles and running out of resources. And um, I, I, I'm thankful that our, our government, the administration right now, has stepped in and uh, seems to be trying to do it what it can to take care of folks. So our hearts and prayers are with the folks in Texas. Yeah, um, I, def- I definitely echo that. I really do. And I mean, you're right. You know, it, it, it's bad enough when when you have it centralized to one area. But in this case, of course, it kind of covered um, not quite the entire southeastern coastline of Texas, but also southwest Louisiana. But the mere fact that it hit some of the major cities, you know, like Houston is the fourth largest city in the United States. And so there's a lot of people right now that are displaced. And, um, you know, the aid is coming in. We actually had a a uh, couple of drives here in, in the Augusta metro area here in Georgia and where they raised some money for the uh, uh, those who have been affected by the storm. So, yeah, I do uh, echo your sentiments and our uh, – Thoughts and prayers are definitely with them. Well, and Barry, we're not uh, we're not done. We're in the United States, especially on the Atlantic coast and the Gulf Coast. Things are just beginning to stir in those waters out there, and there's already uh, had you know just come off the coast of Africa. Uh, a powerful hurricane is already developed over there. Uh, just after Hardy, Harvey's finishing up his work, we got Hurricane Irma is out there um, and is projected. Now this is a ways off, but you know it's only traveling about 10 miles per hour. But it's already up to 100 miles per hour sustained winds, Category Two, and projected to dip down a little bit, come through, uh, you know, Cuba area and maybe the Bahamas. Are not sure if it'll hit landfall, but there are some folks that are experts in the field saying it has a very good chance of going into the Gulf or going to the Atlantic and and making landfall in the United States as a possible category four or five. And so we'll keep an eye on that. I I can't give you, I can give you a quick update on that real quick. And this is hot off the press. Now, of course, if you're listening to the archives, you know, this will be behind time, but as of the 11 PM advisory, which just came out not just 11 minutes ago from the National Hurricane Center office down in Miami, Florida. Uh, It is now a Category 3 hurricane. It was upgraded uh, earlier today to Category 3. It does have sustained winds of 115 miles per hour. Moving west-northwest at 12 miles per hour, so it's kind of picked up just a little bit of speed there. But uh, definitely, like you said, one that we need to watch. Uh, Anything can happen that's a long ways away. We're looking at least another week out. Uh, before it would get close enough to any kind of U.S. territory, but uh, definitely one that we got to keep our eyes on, and then there may be more behind that. You know, going into September, October, this is really the peak season for hurricane activity, especially in the Atlantic Basin, so uh, definitely got to keep our eyes out for that and hope that this one don't hit somewhere along the East Coast. Uh, that'd be catastrophic you, in you itself know. there to say. You know, Bull, if I didn't know better, I'd think you used to be a meteorologist or something, the way you're throwing around those weather word, words 
And um, well, you know, it's kind you know, of funny I, you mentioned that because I used to be a meteorologist on TV. I thought you knew that. <laughs> I did. I boy. did. That was, that was a little joke there. Yes, our very own co-host Barry Bull has called the weather on television. Um, where was that? Mount? Did you do that in Mount Vernon, Georgia, a while back? You know, our fans that are listening might might think that this is a weather broadcast if we keep talking about weather. So, uh, actually, but, uh, it was in I, Vidalia, Georgia, where they grow the Vidalia onions, and yes, they are sweet. You can eat them right out of the ground. But I did do the weather for a TV station down there, TV forty six in Vidalia, Georgia, and uh, it was it was. It was awesome. It was back in the 90s, so it's been a little while. But, you know, I still know a little bit every now and then about the weather. It's kind of cool to watch. Keep up well, I hate, to inter- I hate to interrupt you, but we got we got two callers in the queue. I'm going to bring on the area code uh, 917 right now. And, uh, caller, just welcome to the Joe Allen Show. Welcome to the broadcast. Would you please just state your name and the reason why you're calling? Hey, how you doing? My name is Bofa. I'm in Houston right now, man. It's kind of crazy over here. Your name is what? Bofa. All right, Bofa, so. I tell you this much: our thoughts and prayers are with you over there. I hope yeah, you're doing okay. Yeah, every everything's all right. We we struggling out here, but you know we've got God on our side and everything. Yeah, I, I'm from Africa, by the way. That's why my name is Bofa. Well, are you? Have how long you, have you? How long have you been in the Houston area? Oh, I've been in the Houston area for two years. I I came I came for uh visit my grandmother and I'm going to, I go to college there. Awesome. Did you get okay. did you get flooded out over there? Did you have some family? How how is how are you and your family doing in all the the waters and everything? Well, we're doing good. I had I had to flood your mother's butthole with my dick. Good oh, that's gracious. nice. Well, you uh keep right on doing that, all right? Fans Apologize. You, Good gracious. You gotta love that. Well actually we got don't. another we got another caller on the line, area code six three one. Hopefully this is will be a little bit better. Caller can well, you state your name? I better go call my mother phone? and make sure that he's not trying to do mine or something. Hello? But, hello, this hello? is Joe Allen. Hey, what's up guys? Uh, I apologize for that last caller. He was very disrespectful. He, yeah, he yeah just a little bit. Your, mo- your mother's pussy up. Good gracious. But we're going to have to stop taking callers. <laughs> Joe, I have to ask you something. Where are you getting these people from calling in? I don't know, brother. I want to start screaming. I got those numbers here, so. Yeah, make sure know. you don't answer them again. Good grief. Anyway, fans, we apologize for that nonsense. Um, but anyway, bull, we've got to, good gracious, something like that happens. It throws you all off your, uh, schedule and your train of thought, but we're going to press on. And, um, you know, it's kind of pathetic in my opinion for somebody to come on like that, make fun of things that are very serious over there. In, in, well, listen, listen, we know our characters. They know their characters. They're the ones that are going to have to answer to the higher up, not us. So, you know, let them let them pretend like they're having fun and getting their little five minutes or two minutes worth of fame or whatever. You know, they're the only ones that are showing their true selves. So, you know, let them ride. Yeah, I just hate that kind of stuff. 
Bull, Ric Flair's been through a lot recently. You told me before we came on the air that you had an update on uh, can, all right, so can you go ahead and give that to us on uh, how Ric Flair's doing? <clears throat> Yeah, um, actually, uh, as many people probably know, Charlotte Flair did come back to SmackDown this week. Uh, she was actually at a house uh, show this past Monday as well. <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> basically, she did talk uh, behind uh, on camera, but behind the scenes, and uh, gave a quick update. Triple H also put an update out there as well. But uh, apparently, he's getting better. Uh, he's still not completely out of the woods. Obviously, this was a very traumatic thing that um, he went through and a very serious uh, thing that he went through. In fact, uh, one of the statements that uh, was on ESPN was that uh, when he was initially in the hospital the first couple of days, he was actually only given about a 20% chance of living. So uh, it was very serious, and uh, he's still not completely out of the woods, but he is better. Um, he's responding. He is responsive. Uh, he's not in the medically induced coma. Uh, anymore, and he's going to be beginning physical therapy. So, sounds encouraging. Um, it's going to be a while, obviously, since we'll see him on TV um, or in an arena. But uh, he is on his way, and uh, you know we still wish him well. Um, like I said, and like what Charlotte said, you know he still has a long road of recovery ahead of him, but. As uh, Triple H put it, uh, he's one of the few that he knows that can break out at two and a half and uh, come back and win a match. And uh, hopefully that will be the case here as well. So encouraging. Um, I did see that earlier today, and I just wanted to share that. I'm sure a lot of other people saw that as well. But uh, very encouraging compared to where we were a couple of weeks ago. So Absolutely. Keep it up, I mean, Nate. The Nature Boy, Ric Flair by all counts and considerations was on his was thought to have been on his deathbed possibly. I mean it was very serious and uh that's a good report and um appreciate you giving that to us bull. Um on a very sour note, very sad um in some news broke yesterday over on wrestlinginc.com that an independent wrestler has passed away at an unsanctioned wrestling event in Oklahoma. You don't hear this kind of thing often, but William Ogletree, a 25-year-old entertainer from Oklahoma City, the report says, died on Tuesday after suffering a critical head injury at an unsanctioned wrestling event. Ogletree suffered the injury on Sunday and was reported to have no brain activity on Tuesday. Um, interesting, the article says, Bull, that this young man was injured after being hit with a spine buster, according to his uncle. His uncle said his nephew had only recently began competing in professional wrestling, but had expressed interest in it for quite some time. Um, you know, this is, you know, North Carolina is one of those states where you don't have to have a promoter's like you don't have to have a license to promote wrestling events. Oklahoma, um, according to this article, according to the administrator of the Oklahoma State Athletic Commission, Joe Miller, this event was not licensed by the commission, despite the state's requirement for all wrestling events to receive approval before they begin. And the promoter didn't have any comment. Um, you know, how do you feel about 
events like this taking place. Obviously, this is he. This was a new wrestler, so you you hate to assume on these things. But was he properly trained? Had he gone through enough training? Um, why in the world would the promoter let a guy in the ring on a, an event that he hadn't gotten approval to wrestle? You know, and so I would encourage any any promoters out there listening especially those here in the state of North Carolina where you do not have to have a license to promote a wrestling event, make sure you only use qualified talent in the ring, people who have been through um, reputable training, people who know what they're doing. Here's a guy that's 25 years old, has lost his life with a head injury, and because he is brand new, um, the comment was he'd only been recently began competing by his uncle. His uncle's comments there lends to the fact that he is brand new. So, good gracious. I hate to break news like that, but as a wrestling program, as a broadcast that talks a lot about indie wrestling, this is a major story, and I wish – that there would be some type of a crackdown and there would be some type of a, a requirement in all states if you're going to promote wrestling that you have to go through a, an, an approved set of standards. Your promotion just can't be jack-legged and just let anybody wrestle. What are your thoughts? Bull, you've been to a, a recent event um, in Georgia, said you enjoyed it a lot. What do you what do you think about this, um, this situation with, where you have promoters that can just put an event together anytime they want to, as long as they can get a hold of a ring, as long as they get wrestlers to come and wrestle, they're in business. Well, I think there's a lot of variables that go into it. I mean, obviously in this case, we don't know the uh, type of material that was used to construct the ring with. Uh, we don't know the uh, this person's opponent, uh, how long he had been wrestling, uh, what his background was in training, unless they mentioned an the article, I didn't see that. Um, you know, I, I've heard several times where, you know, things happen backstage and sometimes the wrestlers will take it out to the ring and do a little bit of what's known as shooting on each other. And when I say shooting, for those who may not know the terminology, I'm not talking about people taking guns out there and shooting at people. <laughs> Thank you for, um, thanks for clarifying that on the show here. <laughs> Well, you'll be you'll be surprised as how many wrestling fans out there really don't know terminology of wrestling. But anyway, I understand. Um, I understand. So, and, and you know, there was an, there was another case. Now, obviously, not to the magnitude of this one, but you know, you probably saw where uh, another popular wrestler by the name of Sexy Star uh, recently was involved in an incident where she actually hurt somebody. Um, actually, hurt two people in the ring. Uh, dislocated one of the, her opponent's shoulders, and now she's been taken off of a lot of promotions uh, because of it. So, you know, sometimes we don't know exactly what led up to that spot uh, during the match. Um, you know, as a wrestler, you know, you, you go in there and, you know, you're entertaining the fans, you're telling a story, you're using your body, but you also want to make sure that you're protected and your opponent's protected. And, you know, I was kind of, uh, you know, a brotherhood there. And uh, so, I, you know, I, without having been there, without having seen what happened and what went on, um, 
you know, it's kind of hard to say, but at the end of the day, it's a real shame. It's a real yeah. shame. I mean, you know, this was a real life tragedy where someone lost their life. And, yeah. um, you know, as, as you dangerous know, it, as professional, go ahead. No, I was just, I was just going to finish up by saying, you know, as a promoter, um, there's, you know, certain things that you got to take care of. And apparently in this case, don't know anything about this promoter. Um, well, we know one but, thing. You know, he may not be he promoting too much more. <laughs> well, he held an event that he wasn't supposed to. I mean, that's that's one thing we know about him. And, I mean, I've never heard of the guy. Don't know him. He's out in Oklahoma somewhere having wrestling events. But I think it's a huge mistake in a state where it's required for you to hold a wrestling event without having approval. And then you you call into question, why were you doing that? And it's, it's just, it's just unfortunate. And our, our hearts, this has been a kind of a heavy show to, tonight, Bull, but our hearts are with this family, even though we don't know them. Yeah, I can, you know, I, I can imagine what's going through their minds and in their hearts after losing this, this child, this nephew, it's just, a, it's a terrible shame. And, um, you know, it's kind of it's 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 a shame that you have. You know, everybody wants to be a Vince McMahon. And everybody wants to be a Jim Crockett. You know, these guys that put on these shows, I'm sure some of them have real legit things that they do, and they're they're in order, and they they are good at what they do. But I'm sure you've got a lot of jack leg promoters that think that they're something when they're really not, and they go out and. They please 20 or 30 fans, and they think they've got a wrestling program. And it's just, if you're going to have a wrestling sh- if you're going to have a wrestling promotion, doggone it, do it right. Don't take, don't take shortcuts. Don't cut corners. Have a good ring for the wrestlers. Only use wrestlers that are trained, well-trained by a reputable company. All right. I'm off my soapbox. It's just unfortunate. Um, Bull, we have, uh, I wanted to, and we've got a little bit of time here, a couple of things real quick before we have to go. North Carolina Wrestling Association is promoting, and they are doing it right. I know these guys personally. Promoting a big event over in Clayton, North Carolina, October 7th. Listen to this lineup. If you haven't, if you don't already know, set to appear is Fred Ottman, also known as Tugboat. Typhoon, and unfortunately, Shockmaster. The Powers of Pain, Warlord, and Barbarian will be there. Grandmaster Sexay, former WWE superstar. All of these former WWE superstars, Brian Christopher, David Rick, Davey Richards, C.W. Anderson in the house, Bobby Fulton, George South. Now, there's a training program right there, George South. Any of you guys want one, there's one. And uh, plus, that's not all. You got all your regular... NCWA superstars as well, your local talent. So it's going to be a big, good show. There's a few third-row uh, VIP tickets left. They're going to have a meet-and-greet session beforehand. It's only $15. You can pay th- uh, for that through PayPal to ncwaclayton at gmail.com. And you can go up on the North Carolina Wrestling Association Facebook page for all the details. It's going to be a big time. I'm looking forward to it. Um as a final note, Bull, I was reading an article this week, uh, recently an interview with Sid Vicious, 
<laughs> and uh, Sid is blaming his failed career in WWE on two people. You want to guess who it is? Well, I'll tell you since we're out of time. Oh, thank you. Sid, Sid Vicious is blaming the reason why he left WWE on Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior. The article says that during the 1992 Royal Rumble, fans had grown tired of Hogan's American hero persona and booed him despite his status as one of the company's top faces. By the way, I never I never heard those boos when I was watching Hogan wrestling in that period of time. The fan response had angered Hogan, and he blamed Vince McMahon, according to Vicious. Now, well, that doesn't make any sense. Vicious was peeved by his actions and tried to leave the company. Give me a break. A guy can't make it, and he starts blaming arguably the two most popular WWF superstars ever for his failure? That's like me blaming you for getting a bad hot dog at Kroger. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, and for taking 15 years to get 100 episodes of the Joe Allen Show in. Oh, would you stop with the six years? Give me a break, bull. <laughs> All right, fans, thank you for joining us on the 101st episode of the Joe Allen Show. Bull, I think I'm actually going to go get a hot dog after this show. I'm, I need something to pick me up, man. It's great. Well, you need something. Fans for Barry Bull, I'm Joe Allen. Hey Joe. Hey Joe. Hey, hey Joe. <laughs> almost, almost hey. timed it, Joe. Hey, I got. <laughs> hey, I got a quick question for you. Speaking of Hulk Hogan, what did Hulk Hogan ask? Well, I'm I'm asking you now. What did Hulk Hogan ask his classmate in his arts and crafts class? I'm afraid that. What you gonna do, Give me a break.